is crazy footage. People on a flight sitting there and a wide gaping hole where a door should be. An Alaska Airlines plane had to make an emergency landing in Portland, Oregon just a few days ago after the exit row door just blew out. By the way, the door landed in a Portland teacher's backyard, uh, FAA officials confirmed this morning. Now, this was a Boeing 737 MAX 9, and all 65 in Alaska Airlines fleet have now been grounded. So what do we need to know about this? Well, John Graddick is with us now, aviation management professor at McGill University. Good morning, John. Good morning. Boy, this was quite the story. What did you think when you heard it? Oh, I said, oh, no, here we go, another Boeing airplane. Um, so it, um, it doesn't bode well for Boeing's reputation. Uh, I think Boeing really has, uh, some work to do to kind of come to grips with this issue fairly quickly. Um, I don't think they can let this one drag. And I think that, uh, there has to be some, uh, some rethinking about, you know, how, um, Boeing does quality control on the airplane. Hopefully this is a incident that is only related to that one aircraft where there was a, you know, a fitting problem with this plug that was put into the fuselage. Um, you know, these, you know, there are hundreds of Boeing airplanes with plugs in their fuselage. So this is not just a, a single incident. Uh, so, and each one of those plugs work fine. There's no problem with it. This one seems to have failed for some reason. And we've got to get down to the root cause of that failure fairly quickly and uh, fix it and find out what happened and then make sure that uh, it doesn't happen again. Is this a concern for Canadian airlines at all? Not at all. I think that we don't have any airplanes that have that type of plug on them. The uh, Canadian Airlines operate uh, the MAX airplanes. They operate the MAX 8 airplanes, and there are no door plugs in those aircraft for uh, to be concerned about. Right, but a lot of Canadians fly in the United States as well. We get on those flights and, and take them. Uh, so which American airlines are most affected by this? Is it just Alaska? Alaska's got 65 of these airplanes. United Airlines has got about 79 of these airplanes, 70, close to 80 airplanes. Uh, they have all been grounded. Uh, and the impact on the schedule for Alaska is significant because these airplanes represent about 20% of the fleet that air, of, of airplanes that Alaska has. So there is schedule disruption taking place, substantial uh, schedule disruption at Alaska while this grounding is taking place. The United Airlines has got, you know, uh, like I said, 80 airplanes, but... They've got, you know, a few hundred airplanes that they can basically redeploy to kind of patch up the schedule. So it's going to be less of an impact on the United schedule. There will be cancellations for sure, but not as many as there are going to be on Alaska. Right. You talked about Boeing needing to get themselves in order here. Boeing seems to have quite a few issues in recent years, don't they? Yep. Um, You know, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is it? What's causing this stuff to happen? And, you know, Boeing's been... You know, in my in my books, the the gold standard when it comes to quality airplanes. Uh, you know, we all know the story of the 737 has been in business since 1970. So this airplane has has got a lot of legs, a lot of flight hours under it. There are over 5,000 of these airplanes flying around the world. It is the world's most populous, most popular airplane, um, and uh, it's been a uh, workhorse for airlines around the world for decades. Um, what happens? Now, with this MAX airplane, um, in my opinion, is that, you know, I think Boeing did not want to do what I call a clean sheet design of a competitive airplane to some of the new airplanes being produced by Airbus. And rather than build a brand new airplane based on a clean piece of paper, they decided to modify the design of the 737 
to put all of the additional um, improvements that would make this airplane more competitive. And when you start doing that, it's like putting, you know, taking your 1954 Chevy and making it a EV vehicle. It's uh, at a certain point in time, it doesn't fit. And I think that, you know, Boeing's made a a number of efforts to make this airplane um, competitive environmentally as well as operationally. Uh, And I think they may have pushed the envelope a little too far. Yeah. Is that symptomatic then of bigger issues in in terms of that chain of of executive and how it works at Boeing? Well, we've seen, you know, a change of executives post the the max, the max uh, crashes that we had in 2018 and 19. Um, You know, there was a change in leadership uh, at Boeing uh, as a result of that. And the new CEO and the new chief operating officer, uh, you know, were brought in to kind of change the culture. Uh, to give it more of a, of a integrity to the production and and design side of it, um, and that was you know four years ago. We're not sure whether they've had enough time to do it. This is an example of a situation where I don't think they uh, they've caught all of the bugs yet on the production line. So. There may be some more work to do. Right. It's so interesting, John, isn't it? Because we spoke to you in the last week, but we were talking about as well the the Japan incident, about how that yeah. looked like a, a great piece of plane engineering, right? That people, everybody managed to get off that plane uh, safely. And here we have another issue. Does it illustrate how challenging it is right now in aviation design? <laughs> you know, well, you know the, the airplane aircraft design, and the, the whole aviation community is really pushing the envelope when it comes to, in the technology um, and we're putting like we said last week we talked about that you know that airplane in, in Japan made of composite material rather than aluminum uh, and that's new technology and so on this airplane uh, they're, they're, they're trying to put in new technology on the fuselage they're trying to put in some you know make, making one airplane fit the different you know a bunch of different configurations so they're trying to to, to bring in new technology, new new practices, and when you do that, um, you know you've got to make sure you've got all your ducks in order, uh, and to make sure you know you're able to deliver, uh, you know, a high quality airplane, you know, as of day one. Air, the industry does not tolerate failure, um, and you know I don't think passengers expect failure from these airplanes when they come off the production line. Uh, unfortunately, this is a brand new airplane, less than two or two months worth of service, and we have a structural failure on the airplane. Um, that does not bode well for, you know, people's trust in the, the Boeing product. Are there options for airlines, though? Is it? It's always just been, you know, Boeing or Airbus. Yep, that's it. This is a, this is a very capital-intensive business to build an aircraft. Uh, you know, you've got Embraer, uh, who's who's putting some airplanes in with Porter in Canada, uh, and then you've got the Russians and the Chinese with their airplanes. And I won't go into that uh, debate at this point in time, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a capital-intensive issue. You need tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars to establish yourself as, a, as an airframe manufacturer. Uh, many companies have gone by the wayside. Lockheed's gone by the wayside. Martin Marietta has gone by the wayside. McDonnell Douglas has gone by the wayside. So this is not you know, an industry for the faint of heart. You need deep pockets. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, we were left with only two large players left standing around the world that can build these types of airplanes. So does that buy Boeing some time to figure this out here? Because honestly, that PR is terrible. Like the videos of social media and people out there talking about this, like you couldn't, it could not have been, you know, any worse for them. No, they, you know, they've got, they've got to somehow, some way, you know, climb their way out of this one. Um, you know, for them to say, okay, let's just say as an example, we're going to build a, a clean sheet airplane. <laughs> Six years. 
to get an airplane, you know, into a test flight. It's not, you know, these are not simple things to build. Uh, they take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of engineering, a lot of aerodynamics stuff. Uh, so, the, you know, if they decide to build a new airplane, that's a six-year cycle to get the first airplane off the line. Um, so the answer has to be within the context of their current manufacturing and assembly processes, fix it up so that, you know, every single airplane that comes off the line has been triple tested and that, you know, you're, you'd be willing to fly your mother on that airplane. And so right now uh, people are saying, well, there may be some quality issues and some manufacturing issues either with Boeing or with its subcontractors. And that has got to be fixed no matter what. Well, John, thanks so much for explaining it to us this morning. My pleasure, Simi. Have a great day. Take care. You too. That's John Graddick, who's an aviation management professor at McGill University, talking about this Alaska Airlines plane that had the exit door blown off. They had a pressurization problem, uh, they called it. That same plane, by the way, they had prevented it from flying on, on, on routes over water because they had a light that kept going off telling them that they had a pressurization problem, but oh, they couldn't really find anything. So they let it continue to fly, but just over land. And then this happened. This flight had 177 people on board. And just by sheer luck or whatever, there were no people in those two seats closest to the door that got blown out, thank goodness, because this could have been much worse then. So the plane had to make an emergency landing in Portland. And now all of the 737 MAX 9s have been grounded by Alaska Airlines, as you heard, United as well. But in Canada, these planes are not in service. So that's, I think, the biggest concern for Canadians right there.